The views and opinions expressed during this program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cox Media Group, Ohio. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is WHIO's Consumer Warrior, Clark Howard. Beware scam artists in Dayton. I'll find you out. This is WHIO meteorologist Kirsty Zantini. If weather breaks this hour, we will break it. And you're listening to an Ask the Expert weekend on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And a good Saturday morning to each and every one of you as we begin the first hour of what will be three great hours of radio right here on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. This is a show that's all about helping you with your yard, gardening, and landscaping challenges. And if you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to hear your voices today at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you right into the Master Control Studios where Mr. Christopher is standing by. He's right next door and be part of this morning's broadcast. We would love to talk to you about whatever is going on. You have trouble with your lawn, trouble with your landscape, trouble with your trees, trouble with your tomatoes, trouble with whatever you may have trouble with. We have an open line for you. 457-1290 is the number to dial and uh, good morning chris how are you good morning mark how's it going i feel a lot better than i did a week ago <laughs> I, I i literally had lost my voice last week i mean it was scary <laughs> i couldn't talk to anybody it was dangerous <laughs> it was a lot of people my family were really happy they couldn't hear my voice <laughs> and you're a good talker so you probably uh, had trouble dealing with that well it was so funny it was my wife and i were going down the road and um actually heading to the doctor and we were talking to one of our team members and, and they, we got real quiet. He goes, why didn't Mark talk? <laughs> well, the reason Mark didn't talk, talk was Mark was sicker than a dog, but I, I'm back in the saddle again and I'm back in the studios and uh, we've got a whole three hours of garden talk that lie ahead today. So Chris, I've got a question. I got a lot of questions for you this morning. All right. We'll fire the most important one away. All right. Do you, do you like to eat lettuce? I love lettuce. What's your favorite kind of lettuce? Is it like leaf lettuce or head lettuce or iceberg lettuce or uh, leaf lettuce, leafy greens? Yeah, I tell you, I, we're picking some at our house right now, and my wife made a really astute uh, um, observation. She said that when you have fresh lettuce that you're picking, it's so much different. It's so delicate and it's so buttery, and it it has such a nice. Um, tastes just so much better than the other lettuces it's so much fresher yes you know and we're picking radishes now Um, we've got a few jalapenos and serranos that are ready to pick out of the out of the out of the weber garden so it's a it's a really great time of the year tomatoes are beginning to particularly our small cherry tomatoes are beginning to ripen very nicely um and and you know chris the other thing is this kind of weather it's warm outside. We get these rain events and, and, and trees and plants and landscape that are, that are in reasonably good condition should be growing really well right now. But, you know, I drive by and I visit people's properties where there's a lot of plants that just don't look good right now. And uh, I'd like to talk to everybody today at 457-1290. It's 457-1290. If you've got a plant that's ailing, let's just say, We'd love to talk to each and every one of you about how we can figure out how we can make your plants improve. Now, the other thing, Chris, is there's been kind of a interesting phenomenon. Maybe you've seen this, maybe you've not. Have you ever driven down the road and seen a turtle crossing the road? I have never seen that in my entire life. Really? No. Yeah, I, 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 this week I, I did a little bit of travel. I, I was down into eastern Kentucky to do some things, and it was kind of interesting where I was at the number of, of turtles that I saw trying to cross the road. And I brought back a, a number of really good childhood memories as a kid with turtles. But it also kind of struck me from the standpoint about uh, um, how turtles are such an important part of the environment and how we should really be careful trying, trying not to run over them with our cars. And then, Chris, did you see the story where the celebrity chef in New York got arrested? 
Um, I did not. Yeah, Adam Harvey got arrested <laughs> for poisoning a tree. <laughs> they actually got this guy on video. It's pretty cool. You got a video. He, he had a tree that was, a neighbor had a tree that was blocking his solar panels, okay? All right. So what this guy does is he, he, he drills holes into the tree, and he pretty much injects the tree with some form of a herbicide. And somebody actually got this whole thing on video. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty powerful. It's pretty powerful stuff, which brings apart, brings a point to talk about today on Garden Talk about, about why getting along with thy neighbor. And, you know, this week, I will tell you, it's been one of those weeks where I think I've had more calls in my office about people angry with their neighbor over a tree or a neighbor angry about somebody doing something to their tree. Um, it's been kind of an interesting week. It seems to be a lot of tree neighbor relation issues that are going on out there. And uh, I, I think it's good to say that a lot of times if we can just work together, it's better than ending up in court someplace. Um, also today, and Chris, I have to tell you this one, you have to see this video at gardentalkblog.com. Um, I'm, I'm a big plant nerd. Um, I'm also super, super, super fascinated with um, the insect world. And, and Chris, are you familiar with something called a bark beetle? A bark beetle? No, I have not heard of that. Yeah, bark beetles are these very interesting animals that uh, pretty much attack uh, a lot of, they mostly attack conifers, but they also attack other trees, um, particularly trees that are in trouble. Trees are in decline. And out in the western states, um, the western bark beetle is taking out tens of billions of trees related to the droughts they've had out there. Um, and there's uh, so is it a lot like emerald ash borer kind it, of? It, the difference being is these bark beetles are native, and we I, I we often um, term them called the undertakers of the plant world, meaning that um, in in this video that I put on at GardenTalkBlog.com is really cool to watch because basically you have this ponderosa pine, which is one of the dominant tree species of the western states, that's pretty much. It shows trees that are really healthy and how they deal with bark beetles by basically pitching them out with lots of sap. And they also show trees that are under distress that don't have the ability to pitch out as much sap because of the fact of them being <coughs> being um, in trouble, not being being mass attacked by these by these animals. Now, what else is interesting is, is this video also talks about how the bark beetle has adapted itself to be submerged in all of this gooey, ooey sap and survive. And uh, it's really well done. Um, and uh, you can see it at gardentalkblog.com. It's called, It's a Gooey Goopy Mess When Pine, Pines and Bark Beetles Duke It Out. It's a very interesting, very interesting um, um, video that you should see at gardentalkblog.com. Four, five, seven, twelve, ninety. Uh, Chris, let's go to line one and let's go talk to Kathy. Kathy, good morning and uh, welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Morning, ma'am. How can I help you? I have a question. I have several areas that have three, four inches of mulch, very fine mulch. Can I just stick geraniums or whatever right in that mulch? Will it be okay grow? You really need to have them in the dirt. And let me explain why. Um, the soil that plants need to have soil around their roots to grow, okay? Um, the mulch that you have there, the problem with sticking it in the mulch is there's not a whole lot of nutrient value um, that exists in that mulch. And more so, you're going to have problems with keeping them fairly moist because that mulch is going to get dry. What I might suggest, Kathy, is you kind of take a hard rake and kind of bust that mulch up and cause it to decompose a little more rapidly. And in the process, you might be able to move the mulch around enough that you can create that about a two-inch deep layer that then you could dig, dig to plant your geraniums. But I would also say if you're trying to 
grow geraniums in shade, that might be an issue as well. Geraniums are a full sun plant, ma'am. Okay. All right. All right. Thank you, ma'am, for your call and, and call back again. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. Four five seven twelve ninety. Chris, one more call before we take a break, if that's okay with your your excellence. Good morning from Kathy, another Kathy. Good morning and welcome to Garden Talk. Good morning. Um, I have two troublesome areas in my yard. I have two ground covers under trees. One is a vinca, the other is an English ivy. I would like to eliminate the ground cover, yet not damage any of the tree roots, you know, by putting anything on it that might affect mm-hmm. the tree root. Can you give me some suggestions? I've tried pulling it. I've tried covering it. Nothing works. <laughs> yeah, you know, ground cover is one of those things that uh, once you start them, they're, they're, they're perpetual. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I liked them at first, but now I'm done with them. Yeah, I understand. Um, you can use a post-directive, non-selective herbicide like glyphosate. Now, keep in mind, though, if there's any part of that root system of the tree that's been damaged or cut, any and that herbicide could go into the root system. So that's right. the first thing that you that's want to what be I'm afraid of. Yeah, and, and unless there's been some activity, then there's probably that's probably less likely to be the be the case as far as a damaged root system. You do not, and I'm going to put this in quotations, you do not want to be using anything that's related to synthetic auxins. And that would be like 2,4-D, Trimec, or any of those. And, and, and there's an also important lesson to be learned with that one too, Kathy. If you have a lawn care company. I do not. Well, if anyone listening has a lawn care company, please, please, please tell them, keep the herbicides away from your trees. <laughs> Uh, my office gets slammed with people with tree troubles that are related to for people applying broadleaf weed control products to their lawn. I mean, it is just to the point of, of nauseam. Um, and, the, and the labels clearly state don't do it, so don't do it. Um, in your case, use post-directive non-selective herbicides. Now, the, the product of choice will probably be glossophate. And you want to be real careful with the glossophate you buy that there's no other herbicides mixed in it. Because that name called Roundup now has a multitude of different labels and different formulations. For example, you will find glossophate mixed with a herbicide called Amazapir. Sold under the same name as has been sold for 20, 30 years, which is Roundup. And unfortunately, that is a deadly combination on trees. Amazapir causes for massive root stunting of trees. So that would be one. So you have to read the label and have to find the active ingredient in the lay on the label before you purchase it to use it. Okay. And that's going to be the product you're looking for is glossophate. Nothing more, nothing less. And you may have trouble just finding straight glossophate label without any other herbicides mixed into it. Unfortunately today, they are mixing so much different stuff into into glossophate that it's almost nearly impossible to give you a trade name, A, B, C, D, or D, F, E, <laughs> that is going to be reasonably certain not to contain these other products. Because unfortunately, Kathy, the way consumers are and, and, the, and the manufacturers are, they want you to, they want, everybody wants something to kill something, okay? but they want it quick and they want it fast. And the problem is that quick and fast things usually have to have additions added to them, be it salts or be it Mazapir or be it 2,4-D or Trimec. And when you start putting these, what I call plant killing cocktails together, you end up with a really big recipe for a lot of tree damage. So even though the tree roots are relatively shallow, I'm aware of that, the glyphosate, Glyphosate should not affect that. As long as you apply it to the selective targeted plant you plan to kill, be it the ground cover. Okay. If that and any of the subject trees that you're interested in, in preserving or protecting have any green bark, any green stem tissue, or um, have any cuts or wounds in their in their root system, they are um, likely to take up those herbicides. Okay, but there's no way I'd really know that. Um, you would do like an inspection. 
Okay. And and one I would you know wherever you work with an, an ISA, it's an International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborist to help you identify the tree species you have, because we've got research and data about which tree tree species are more susceptible to that type of injury. And a simple you know crown and root uh, root inspection and root flare inspection will yield out if that is going to happen or not. Okay. All right. Thank you for your help. Thank you, ma'am. And call again. Okay. Thank you. Bye bye. 457 1290. More garden talk continues after this on AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. It's an Ask the Experts weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24 hour news weather and traffic station, AM 1290 and News 957 WHIO. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Want to know the biggest health threat to your workplace? The office chair. Get your workplace on track to a healthy, active lifestyle with Bike Miami Valley, offering consultation on bike-friendly workplace policies, indoor and outdoor bike parking, as well as bike safety education. To get started, call Bike Miami Valley at 937-496-3825 or visit bikemiamivalley.org. This airtime provided by Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Underwriters include White Allen and Dyer Garofalo, Man and Schultz. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. You know, in the Weber garden, we are beginning to pick some beautiful, beautiful spinach. And spinach is one of those vegetables that I will tell you that it's pretty much easy to grow. And in many cases, it's thought to be this green, slimy stuff that comes out of the can. And I will tell you that there is nothing better than a fresh spinach salad. But you know, spinach has a long history in in human endeavors. In fact... Um, spinach is thought to have originated in, in, in ancient Persia, where the area where Iran and neighboring countries meet. It is unknown, but it also was believed that spinach was taken from there and introduced to India. Um, the plant has been also known as the Persian vegetable, um, and it dates back to all the way to 647 A.D. in Chinese culture. Um, spinach first appeared in England and France in the 14th century, and it's thought to have come from Spain. Um, in fact, spin, spin, uh, many different varieties of spinach uh, originally with seed that was spiny. 
And as time went along, there were spineless varieties of spinach that were generated that became the, the staples of today's world in the world of spinach. And also during World War I, wine was fortified with spinach juice and given to French soldiers weakened by um, a number of diseases and it helped them uh, get better. So raw spinach is an incredibly wonderful vegetable. Um, it contains about 91% water, 4% carbohydrates, 3% protein, and no less than 100 grams of spinach or 3.5 ounces provides only 23 calories, and it's incredibly nutrient-rich. In fact, it's a rich source of nearly 20% of what your daily recommended vitamin A, C, K, manganese, magnesium, iron, and folate is required. Spinach is good for you. It's easy to grow. You can grow it in the spring. You can grow it in the summer. You can grow it in the fall. You can even grow it in the winter if you do it right. And this week's In the Garden Kitchen is, you know, Javon's going to run out and get some today. Spinach! Let's go to the telephone lines once again, and let's go talk to Brian and in Inglewood. Brian and in Inglewood, good morning. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, Brian? So we bought our house about two years ago, and uh, we've been trying to help cultivate a healthy yard. One of the things that I've noticed, though, is that when the yard gets stressed from heater, water, uh, lack of water, rain, whatever, I notice that there's a, a decent section of yard that appears to possibly be a different grass type than the rest. Okay. Ryan, can I ask you a quick question? We got to go. We got to go to the newsroom. But can you hold the line in right after we get out of in the garden? We'll spend a bunch of time talking about what you got going on. Okay. That'll work. Thank you, sir. More garden talk continues after this on AM twelve ninety and News ninety five seven WHIO. This is the station Dayton turns to first for live team coverage of breaking news. WHIO Dayton Springfield. Your news starts now. Depend on it. It's 6.30. I'm Jonah Adi with the WHIO News Update. Our top story we're following this weekend. We're looking into several fires caused by severe weather activity from yesterday and what the forecast could bring us for the rest of our time this weekend. Warm and muggy yesterday, but not the case today. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag. My exclusive forecast is coming up. Well, WHIO triple team traffic so far so good out there. If you need to make any uh, make your way anywhere this morning, we're looking at some foggy conditions in some parts of the Miami Valley, but it's not causing any issues. In our top story, the stormy conditions in the Miami Valley yesterday causing damage to several buildings. An apartment complex on Seabreeze Court in Washington Township had its roof catch fire. Fortunately, nobody was reported hurt. Firefighters in Beaver Creek were called here after another fire was started from lightning. That was the story of the day in most of the Miami Valley. And these thunderstorms intensified very quickly, and they were producing a lot of lightning, and in particular, a lot of cloud-to-ground lightning. That's WHIO's James Bukley with Chief Meteorologist Eric Elwell, who says we missed what could have been the worst of those storms. We should consider ourselves lucky. Well, if you experience storm damage, AAA has some helpful tips for homeowners insurance claims. Inspect your home for damage and then notify your insurance company as soon as possible. Prepare an inventory and take photographs of damaged property and store undamaged items in a protected place if possible. That's WHIO's Ron Otto. He says last year's tornadoes in Ohio caused more than $70 million in property damage. Well, it's the end of a landmark hospital for the Miami Valley. The last patients at Good Samaritan Hospital were treated, transferred, and discharged as of 6 p.m. last night. Now, the hospital doesn't technically close until just after midnight on Monday, but no one else will be getting treatment from there. In the meantime, the hospital will be providing a list of emergency departments and urgent care centers nearby until the official closing. Premier Health says Good Sam has been open since 1932 and is closing because it's unsustainable un, un, operating two hospitals within five miles of one another. Now let's get a look at that weather forecast with meteorologist Jesse Mag. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. 
I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. The latest scan of the Doppler 7 radar is looking all clear throughout most of the Miami Valley. Some lingering rain stinking, sticking around Bell Fountain. Looks like there could be some areas of heavier rain there, but all clear as far as everywhere else goes. Could be some areas of fog or some misty conditions, but nothing too serious. 63 degrees right now we're seeing over in Eaton, 67 in Springboro, and 65 here in Dayton at 633. I'm Jonah Adi on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Depend on it. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, are we still in a pretty robust uh, market here locally? Absolutely. Last year, we had really great sales figures, and this year, sales prices are continuing to rise. Now, if folks are looking to get into the market and sell their home, should they then wait to see just how high prices can go? Well, I wouldn't wait because if you do, you could be left out. Inventory is at almost historic lows right now, and there is a lot of demand. All right. So how does the process begin? What if someone wants to put their home on the market? Call me at 477-1411. Now, you've also got an interactive website. What can both buyers and sellers find there? Well, they'll be able to find helpful tips on looking for a home and selling a home and also search for homes that are currently on the market. Okay, I can spot a winner when I see one. Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. That website again? That's teamherbst.com, T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T.com. And the phone number? 477-1411. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Find new roads to savings at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. The intersection of Routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg is the place you'll find dependable transportation. Great deals, no doubt, every day. For a young family member driving to and from school, for a person who spends a lot of time working on the road, or a parent who doubles as a shuttle service, you'll always find a great deal at Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks. Come see us and discover a big city selection of trucks, cars, vans, and SUVs. Dave Kale specializes in hard-to-find trucks. Make summer driving a pleasure with a vehicle you'll treasure. Dave says you'll always get a warm reception at his dealership. We urge you to take the easy country drive where you'll find no hassles, minimum time at the dealership, plus our great selection of GM-certified used vehicles. Find new roads to Dave Kale Chevrolet and Chevy Trucks, routes 4 and 29 in Mechanicsburg. Visit their website, DaveKehlChevrolet.com. Call 1-800-886-1000 to get started. For over 30 years, the place to save is Dave Kale's Chevrolet. This is WHIO's Clark Howard. I save you money, and the gang at WHIO work hard to bring you live breaking weather, traffic, and news right here. WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to help your garden grow. You know, you may see these on the leaves of your trees. You may see these on the stems of your trees. You may see these in a multitude of places, even on the flowers of your plants. And they're called galls. That's G-A-L-L. You know, galls typically occur when there's some type of an organism. It could be caused by a mite or a fungi, a virus or bacteria, or even a nematode. And what happens is when the plant is infected by these types of biological pathogens, the plant then is has a material inserted into the plant and causes it to grow in a weird and unusual um, fashion. And what's interesting is that many times these gall-forming events on plants are very specific to the species of plant that's involved. For example, hackberry, which is a tree that's commonly found throughout most of the Midwest, is a tree that uh, many times is identified by all of the little bumps on its leaves. In most cases, galls are very harmless They literally uh, will offer very little damage to plants and in many cases just provide a little bit of extra entertainment 
to the summertime landscape. You've been into the garden with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your gardening questions. Call Mark now at 457-1290. Here's the gardening guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. And if you'd like to learn about galls, you can go to GardenTalkBlog.com, where it's a really great read. And along with that as well, taking your calls on this beautiful, beautiful Saturday morning in southwest Ohio at 457-1290. Let's head right to the telephone lines because we got Brian from Inglewood who's got some issues with his lawn. Brian, are you with us? Yep. My first question for you, Brian, when we originally established the lawn... Um, tell me how it was established. Well, I mean, we bought the house right about two years ago. So, uh, one of the things I noticed was, um, it was a little thin, quite a bit of weeds. Uh, so went ahead and aerated the yard. Um, I went out to, um, went out to, uh, the turf farm out here and got some, uh, grass seed. I overseeded. I also bought fertilizer there and fertilized the yard, watered it pretty good. Um, it, it reacted pretty well to that, and uh, but I did notice that even then there is a – I don't even know how big of a section it is, but it, there's a good section of the yard that um, definitely appears like there's a different grass type. Mm-hmm. It's in the same amount of sun. Right. It's the same amount of water, but – it's almost like there's a dividing line where you can see, hey, this is green and this is brownish, yellow. Okay. Well, Brian, um, keep keep in mind a couple things. In most most um, lawns here in southwest Ohio, you have one of, of three or a mix of one or three types of grasses, okay? Um, the, fir- right. the first is turf-type tall fescue, and it may be mixed with a, an older variety called Kentucky 31, it tends to be kind of a more upright grass. It's a clumping grass instead of a rhizome growing grass, meaning rhizome grass is like bluegrass where it sends lots of little underground rhizomes. Um, the fescues are a clump clump forming grass and they tend to be upright and they tend to have right. a little bit wider blade and their color is completely different than the other two I'm about ready to describe. Um, the second is Kentucky blue. Um, it is a native grass. It uh, grows predominantly by rhizomes. It's a fairly shallow rooted grass. Um, it's of all the grasses that we can cultivate and grow in our landscapes. It's probably the most high maintenance grass there is on the planet. There's others probably, but (laughs) it requires the most care and, um, maintenance than all grasses combined. And then you have with that, the rye family. And for most intensive purposes, rye and our, our grasses that look great when it's cool in the spring, in the fall, and frankly look like crap in the summer. Um, they tend to turn a lot of yellows and reds and um, get a lot of rust problems, and they have a real plethora. The, a lot of times, homes that when they're established, um, the the builder or whoever is establishing the lawn is looking for the cheapest alternative as far as lawn establishment, and yep. they're looking for quick quick germinating seeds. So a lot of times, rye are blended into fescues and turf type t- and 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 um, bluegrasses. And when you end up mixing these three grasses together, you end up getting a mess like you've described. <laughs> Um, they are very unique um, plants, meaning think of um, um, turf-type tall fescue, Kentucky bluegrass, and rye as the difference between um, a, a 1965 Volkswagen bug, a, a 2015 um, Cadillac, and a 2018 Mercedes-Benz, Okay. Now, I'm not going to tell you which grass is which, which, which model of car, but they're true di- diametrically different plants, okay? 
And sometimes, uh, sometimes we all forget that grass is as different as the trees and the other plants in our landscape. And maybe those differences may be subtle, more subtle and a little bit more microscopic, but they are different plants. They carry different um, genus and species names and they carry a whole different type of root system and a whole different type of ability to withstand drought and withstand rainfall and withstand cold and heat. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, definitely. So, you know, one of the basic building blocks of having a good lawn is a good root system. So one of the things, Brian, that I would be really looking at is how deep your your rooting profile is of your turf. Um, and and I, I doubt it's very deep. One of the things I've noticed is, you know, you have those um, dogs, those screws that you can put into the ground that you can hook your dog up to when you're outside. Yeah. Um, I tried I tried screwing one of those into the ground in multiple places in my yard, and I can't get that thing more than about six inches into the ground before I hit like a rock, sandy soil. Um, okay. So one of the things I'm wondering is if the yard, you know, when they built the yard, it's a big subdivision. If there's just not enough, um, not enough topsoil and and you know, Brian, ground underneath. <laughs> what year was your house built? Uh, mid nineties. Okay. So I guarantee he doesn't have any topsoil. <laughs> yeah. Since 1963 topsoil has been pretty much scraped off and hauled away. And then when they build your, then when they build your house, they compact the soil around the foundation and the, re, and the remaining yard, what the engineers call uh 90% proctor. And what okay. proctor means if 90% proctor means that they literally squeezed out 90% of the oxygen in the soil. Oh. So basically, and keep in mind that plants optimally in an optimal condition need about 21% oxygen to grow. <laughs> so right. that, that what you're, when you push the, when you dig the dog claw thing there into the dirt, what you're experiencing is, is it really is a, is a hard pan. Okay. And right. what, no, how one way that we can manage a hard pan is by finding a way to break through it. And one thing that I might suggest is doing a soil test. Okay. With a soil test, and I would do it professionally with someone who owns a soil probe. A lot of times when I do soil tests for people, I learn a lot about their site by just sticking my soil probe into the dirt and seeing how far I can go down. Um, right. Second thing is after a soil test, then I'm going to start to work on looking at what varieties of grass you've got. If you've got a Heinz 57 lawn, <laughs> like I've described before, I really would I would strongly you know consult consult you and say to you, um, Brian, it's time to kill it all. It's time to kill Whoa. everything. Now, don't, don't let's take a deep swallow here, okay? This is what I'm going to say to you. Killing it all is not that big of a step, and let me explain why. Um, if you start killing your lawn now, you are going to eliminate the weeds. You're going to eliminate the mixed species of turf that you've got in your lawn. It'll give you the opportunity to improve upon the um, soil um, nutrition, if there's a nutritional deficiency related to soil testing. Also, Brian, if you find that you've got a lot of rocks and construction debris and other garbage in the lawn that's not allowing you to grow grass very deeply, gives you a chance to mitigate and remove that uh, material. I've seen lawns. I've seen. I know a place, and I tell you, I tell you, as a quick, a quick story. I know a place up in Huber Heights that has a whole um, uh, water truck buried in somebody's backyard. I do. I actually, I actually remember them pushing it into the dirt and they covered it over, and it's in somebody's backyard. To this day, wow. it still doesn't grow grass. My point is, Brian, is that, is that, you really want to grow a lawn. You got to build it from the roots up. Okay, so you'd kill it all, amend the soil if need be, then you come in and sow grass seed, good quality, single variety grass seed like. Turf type tall fescue from green velvet or Kentucky bluegrass from green velvet. I would, I would strongly urge you to stay away from the whole rye thing. Okay. The rye thing, the rye thing is great for making bourbon and whiskey, but not for growing lawns. Okay. So, 
so at the, at the end of the day, you know, I if I'm if I'm doing a lawn nowadays, I suggest Turktile Fest because it's much more drought resistant. It's a lot more disease and insect resistant than Kentucky Blue. Unless you're a hardcore Kentucky Blue guy, then go do the blue thing. But you know, God God help your wife every time you have to fertilize and all the other stuff you have to do with it. So, but the thing is, Brian, fix it from the ground up. By, by doing these little steps, like I described in the year of 2018, you're gonna turn around and have a lawn that's gonna be spectacular for the next 20 to 30 years. Yeah. So instead of you calling and asking about all these problems, which all these problems began the day it was planted. All yep. these problems became a problem because somebody didn't do their homework and didn't find, follow good agronomic practices of, of lawn care. So if you follow the best practices of growing care, you end up with a better looking lawn. So the question becomes, Brian, are you going to complain about it for the next 20 years or are you going to fix it now in 2018? Yeah. One question I have would be, how do you go about killing a yard? Spray it with glossophate. Oh, I can, I I could, you know, it takes the average person probably 45 minutes to spray your whole yard. And the beauty is Brian, you wouldn't have to mow it the rest of the summer. <laughs> and you'd be mowing by September. That's the beauty of it. You're going to spend that much more time. You're going to spend doing what you want to do instead of complaining about your lawn. You don't have to kill, you don't have to mow your lawn the rest of the year. Chris would even like that. You wouldn't have to mow his yard. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Mark. I appreciate it. I hope you kill your yard. Okay. Okay. Take care. Thanks. Mr. Chris, let's go into the garden kitchen. You're listening to Garden Talk with Mark Weber on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Now it's time to go into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber, a weekly tip to improve your kitchen table. I'm going to tell you what, this is one vegetable that everybody should really think about growing because it is so, so simple. All you need is full sun, and that is leaf lettuce. This is a plant, ladies and gentlemen, that you literally just put in a pot with some seed Give it full sun, and the next thing you know, it grows. And within about 40 days or so, you are cutting and enjoying it. Leaf lettuce can be used in soups. You use in sandwiches and wraps. Some people even use leaf lettuce to on the grill to uh, grill like with romaine and things like that. I would encourage you to buy a pack of, of grass seed, uh, excuse me, of lettuce seed and plant yourself some lettuce today. You've been into the garden kitchen with Mark Weber. Phone lines are open for your questions now. 457-1290. Here's the garden guru, Mark Weber, on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290. If you'd like to be part of this morning's broadcast, we would love to talk to you after this on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. When the Miami Valley gets hit with breaking news, severe weather, or traffic tie-ups, depend on us for up-to-the-minute information. AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. For almost three years, I have been telling you on a daily basis about my pillow and how it has changed my life. And, and I could not be more sincere and more emphatic that it can do the same for you. My pillow has made me a more efficient sleeper. And what I mean by that is, okay, I can't add hours to the day. So when I get a chance to sleep, I've got to do that. I've got to sleep. Well, with my pillow, I fall asleep right away, no tossing and turning, and I get that deep recuperative sleep I need to be my best. Now, you don't have to have sleep problems to benefit from a great night's sleep. My pillow is just going to help you sleep better. Simple as that. So why not take advantage of my pillow's best offer right now? And that is buy one, get one free. Go to mypillow.com, click on the buy one, get one free special, and use the promo code WHIO. You buy one, you get one free. Or you could call 1 800 320 1481, ask for the buy one, get one free special. Again, make sure you use that promo code WHIO. Hi, this is Larry Hanskin. If you want to grow your business, you need to have the right people. And you know what? The right people are at LinkedIn.com. 70% of the U.S. workforce is on LinkedIn. 22 million people. 
But you know what? You don't need to get your job out in front of 22 million people. You need to get your job out in front of the right people. And LinkedIn has the algorithms that'll do just that. The right people in the right place that are a perfect match for you and what you need so that they can succeed to help you succeed. LinkedIn Jobs intelligently targets candidates based on their skills, recommendations, even how open they are to new opportunities like yours. Hurry to LinkedIn.com slash WHIO and get $50 off your first job post now. That's LinkedIn.com slash WHIO to save $50. LinkedIn.com slash WHIO. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, you're closer than you think to hiring your next great employee. David Cemetery has been serving the families of the Miami Valley since 1826. Did you know that even if you choose cremation that you can still choose a traditional grave space and headstone? At David Cemetery, you and a loved one can place your cremations together on one space and provide your family a traditional final resting place. For more information, call 937-434-2255 or go to davidcemetery.com. David Cemetery, generations of care. Baby boomers have shared their frustration about how much tax they pay. Let me reverse that for you and put the emphasis on saving taxes. This is Chuck Oliver, founder of the Hidden Wealth Solution, and I've been helping clients for over two decades to get their retirement on track and avoid the tax traps. Daily, I see clients paying taxes needlessly instead of maximizing their financial future. Learn how to save unnecessary tax and optimize your retirement. Visit retirementprotected.com, retirementprotected.com. When you look at your trees, do you see dead or hanging branches? Are leaves turning yellow or falling off? If your trees don't look healthy or if you're worried that they may be unsafe, call the tree care professionals at Arbor Experts, a locally owned and operated tree care company staffed with ISA certified arborists serving Greater Dayton. Visit their website at arbor-experts.com or call them at 937-233-4118. That's Arbor Experts at 233-4118. Going throughout the day today, we're sticking around with the clouds and we do have the possibility for a shower or thunderstorm to pop up, especially once we get into the afternoon and into the evening hours. High temperature today of 77 degrees. Overnight tonight, we're staying mainly cloudy with a few of those lingering showers around the area. And tomorrow, cool once again, a high of around 78, mostly cloudy and a chance for showers. I'm meteorologist Jesse Mag on the Miami Valley Severe Weather Station, AM 1290 and News 95.7. WHIO. You're listening to an encore presentation of an Ask the Expert show on AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. Dayton and Springfield Station for 24-hour news, weather, and traffic. And our Ask the Expert weekends, AM 1290 and News 95.7 WHIO. 457-1290, and let's go talk to Richard. Richard, good morning. Morning. Morning, sir. I have a Bruce tree about 40 years old, 35 feet tall, and on the very top, uh, well, last week, it was about a foot down. It was, it looked like the needles were brown. Now it's about two feet down. Okay. Can I save the tree? Um, so it's kind of taken out the top of the spruce tree, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and this is, what, the first year you've noticed it? Okay. Um, a couple things that this could be, and the first thing that I, I suspect it to be is related to an insect. Okay. And there are um, a couple very interesting issues that may be involved, involved, involved here. One may very well may be um, related to a insect called the... Um, um, my, my brain just shut down. Sorry. Um, it, it's really... Where did you get my age? Well, it's one of the white pine weevil. That's what I was trying okay. to think of. And what, 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 white, what white pine weevil does is it lays its eggs in the trunk of the tree up at the top in the spring. And then by um, early to mid-summer, the beetles hatch out. And then they start feeding on the tree stem, cutting off the water flow. And the next thing you know, you got a dead section oh, yeah. in the tree. Okay. Um, typically one, this is going to require an expert diagnosis to figure out exactly what it is or what it isn't is. So I would suggest you call an, a certified arborist to have the trees inspected. 
Um, you can find yours at treesaregood.org. That's treesaregood.org. And also, we really should have that, you know, that, that may be one of a couple other issues as well, but my, I suspect it, it's white pine weevil. Okay. Okay. And then typically with white pine weevil, it takes some um, insecticide treatments, and you can typically manage it. Um, that portion of the tree typically has to be cut out. And then what will happen is over time, a new leader will form at the top. Oh, okay. And it, it will look a little off off color for a while. Yeah. But uh, it, it'll be fine. The other thing is, is that tree should also have its, it's an ideal time to do this too, is to have the tree's uh, nutrient load tested. Meaning I would recommend a foliar analysis be done of the spruce tree. And month of June and July is an ideal time to do this. And reason being is a lot of spruces that I work with are in severe decline related to nutritional deficiencies. And the only way that you can determine that is to do a full year analysis. Right, yeah. So I would, with working with that certified arborist, I would suggest that he or she do a full year analysis on the subject tree to determine what its condition is nutrient-wise. Because for trees to manage decay and to manage insects and other issues that, that they're faced with, they require to be really healthy plants. And one of the most basic fundamentals of growing any plant is proper nutrition. Okay? Okay. All right. Good luck to you, sir, and thanks for a great call. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 457-1290. And because of the constraints of time, Mr. Mr. Uh, Chris, we're not going to be able to talk to Rich, but we will talk to you at the top of the next hour. And we'll also talk to each and every one of you at 457-1290. That's 457-1290. That will put you into the Master Control Studios as we continue with this week's edition of Garden Talk. Of course, during the week, you can always reach out to me at area code 937-438-2899. That's WeberLandscaping.com. As we continue with this week's edition of Garden Talk on AM 1290 and News 957. W-H-I-O. From our downtown Dayton McAfee Heating and Air Studios, W-H-I-O AM Dayton, W-H-I-O FM Pleasant Hill, a Cox Media Group station.